Good morning. It's Thursday, January 18th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories along with other important things going on in our community. Today, we focus on a recent CNN Investigates segment titled Not MAGA Enough, which highlighted the turmoil in Cochise County's election administration. The segment aired last week and has been a point of significant discussion. Before we begin, some Arizona trivia. Did you know that Andrus Pete is a pro football guard for the New Orleans Saints? He played college football at Stanford and was a top recruit in high school, receiving 38 scholarship offers and being named the best recruit by Sporting News. At Corona del Sol High School in Arizona, he excelled in football, basketball, and track. During his college career, Pete played regularly and was named an All-American. He entered the 2015 NFL Draft, getting picked 13th overall by the Saints. Pete's professional career includes a significant contract with the Saints. Off the field, he comes from a family of athletes, including his father, Todd Pete, a former NFL player, and siblings engaged in sports at all levels. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. Former Cochise County Elections Director Bob Bartelsmeyer, who served for less than four months last year, was featured in his first national interview with CNN. He discussed his concerns for the 2024 election cycle and the backlash he faced from Cochise County voters despite his support for Trump. Bartelsmeyer resigned last September, citing his unwavering belief in the importance of free and fair elections in America. In his interview with CNN, Bartelsmeyer expressed that he was ridiculed, disrupted, and intimidated during his tenure. His professional reputation and ethics were questioned, leading him to an untenable working environment. Notably, his critics were fellow supporters of the MAGA movement, who felt that even their own MAGA-appointed elections director was not sufficiently aligned with their views. The CNN segment also touched on legal challenges faced by election officials. It highlighted the Arizona Attorney General's ongoing criminal prosecution of Cochise County Supervisors Tom Crosby and Peggy Judd. These charges are related to alleged conspiracy and election interference in the 2022 general election. Lisa Mara, another former Cochise County Elections Director, who left in 2023 with a significant settlement and a new position as Deputy State Elections Director, was also featured. Mara, having faced personal lawsuits from Crosby and Judd, emphasized the importance of legal support for election officials. She's promoting a webinar titled, quote, Protecting Arizona's Election Workers and Officials, in partnership with the Election Official Legal Defense Network, EOLDN. This initiative aims to provide pro bono legal guidance to election officials in need. Additionally, Crosby and Judd are independently seeking donations for their legal defense funds through online platforms. Their pretrial conference is scheduled for February 1st. In an effort to enhance transparency and public engagement, Tim Maddox, the new elections director of Cochise County, is conducting a voting equipment demonstration at Cochise College's Sierra Vista campus. This event, including presentations by election systems and software, aims to address public concerns and questions about the election equipment used in the county. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Here at Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, the holidays are about to get ugly. Join us for our ugly sweater party taking place December 15th from 2 to 4 p.m. Amid the beauty of the season, we want to see your most garish garments. 
the best of the worst holiday sweaters will win prizes and will have snacks and refreshments along with all sorts of holiday fun. For more, visit prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Again, that's prestigecare.com slash Sierra Vista. Next, we're excited to share our weekly segment, Best of Preps, brought to you by our friends at Lolly Automotive. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer-friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now, best of preps. Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite segment inside the Daily Chirp Podcast. It's time once again for Game of the Week, where we get to sit down with the Herald Review Media Sports Editor, Bruce Wetton, and talk about all things Cochise County Sports. Bruce, it's been a wild week. It's been a wild week, to say the least, and we want to start off with Cochise College today. Uh, The women had two big games this past weekend, hosting Central Arizona College. You were there for both games, and... The women look pretty darn good, having won two in a row and extending their winning streak to seven straight, Jeff. Oh, they were fantastic. It was a pleasure watching them play. And I'll tell you this, that one player from Central, she torched him for 28 points on Friday and held her to eight points on Saturday. That was impressive to see the defense and how they, they changed up their game plan to shut them down. But it's been fun watching them grow and get better. And the men did not play this week because of the – Central Arizona College not having a men's team. So uh, watching them and having some good time with them. But the highlight for me came on Saturday, and it evolved Cochise in a way. In a way? Oscar Clough. Remember where he's at right now? Washington State. Yep. And who did Washington State play on Saturday? U of A. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. He scored six points in a three-point win. No way. We gave him a story in the day's paper. Oscar Clough transferred to Washington last year, or University of Washington State, I should say, last year, after playing two years at Jerry Cudio, under Jerry Cudio at Cochise College, and he played a contributing role in the Cougars' 73-70 win over the U of A. We ran a picture of him in the paper today, and it's online at myheldreview.com, being guarded by Omar Bello. And it's so cool to see him in a Wazoo uniform. He only had uh, six points, a rebound, and two assists in the game, but in a three-point win... They're all crucial. Those points were crucial. His performance was highlighted in a picture in the Star on Sunday where they also referenced his days at Coaches College. He's actually had a 20-point game at Wazoo, and that came against Oregon back on January 4th. And so he's doing well. And it's fun seeing him represent Coaches College on the on the national stage and what's left of the Pac-12 stage. But to see him play against U of A, and it was kind of one of those things, again, where I wanted U of A to win, but I wanted him to do well. And they just need to get Sierra Vista or Douglas, Arizona correct because Coaches College located in Sierra Vista, Arizona, or Coaches College located in Douglas, Georgia. It's <laughs> like, ay, ay, ay. We, these announcers need a geography lesson, I guess. But hats off to Oscar Clough, and congratulations on the success. And so the Coaches men and women and uh, even their alumni – are doing well right now, so it's fun watching them, watching them perform and, and go out and have some good success. We had a very busy weekend in the world of wrestling again. Some highlights of the report: we had the Flowing Wells Invitational taking place in Tucson. 
Buena boys did not go to this tournament. They're going to be wrestling in a big tournament this weekend, but the Buena girls did go, and they just sent one girl, Aisha General, the senior, and Aisha went up there as Buena's lone representative, and she went 4-1, and one, finishing third for the Colts at the tournament. She had a first-round bye, and then she won her next two matches, and then she wrestled a girl from Washington, Washington State. They had teams from Albuquerque, New Mexico there, Washington, Colorado. She lost to a girl. She was actually pinned in a time of 234. But this girl that she was pinned by pinned all five of her opponents oh at the tournament. Oh, my goodness. So she was a beast. Marjorie McDaniels, her name, out of Orton High School. This girl was 27-1, and one, and I'd like to see the one girl that beat her. But Aisha, she did well. She's 17-3 and three on the season, and so she took third. There was 44 teams in this tournament. And Sunnyside was first, Liberty out of Peoria was second, Miranda was third, and Buena was 29th all by herself. But she, they also had company because Douglas and Wilcox was also there. So Wilcox also has some good success. Abby Tingle, she took third for the Cowboys. She was Wilcox's lone placer. Um, they had three other girls that scored points but did not place for them. And she also placed third at, at uh, 152. Aisha wrestled at 114, I might add. So they did not even face each other. But, yeah, Wilcox finished 24th overall. And then Douglas was 40th uh, out of 44 teams. And they had a girl that finished fourth. So Douglas, Wilcox, and Buena was well represented. But the other key thing was the boys' tournament. Again, Buena did not go. So we just had two Coaches County teams there. We had Douglas and Wilcox. Wilcox, again, did well, but I want to highlight Douglas a little bit, and then I'll talk more about Wilcox. There was 45 teams in this tournament, and again, Sunnyside was, I can only imagine Sunnyside winning both the boys and the girls, but they're always loaded in wrestling. So they won first again in both. Uh, Liberty was second. Chatfield High School was third, and that's out of Colorado. I think that was the school out of Littleton. And then Walden Grove was fourth, and then Kofa was fifth. Wilcox was 16th, and Douglas was 34th. So, okay, now we're getting to Wilcox here. The three state champions that they had for them, Orrin Alsup, Ed Tingle, and Cash McCumber, uh, they all wrestled in this tournament. Cash finally had his first loss come in the semifinals to Israel Ibarra out of Santa Cruz. It was 31-0. And Israel got him uh, by a 15-3 major decision. So Cash, he was had a first-round bye, then he won three in a row, had his first loss, and then he came back to the, through the loser's bracket, went into Constellation Semis, and then he knocked off a kid from Desert Vista by a decision of 5-4. to four. So Cash is no longer undefeated. He's currently 44-1, and one, but still a heck of a record. And then uh, Oren Alsup at 165, his unbeaten streak came to an end. They had all the three Wilcox wrestlers that were unbeaten are no longer unbeaten. But again, that's why they go, to face a good competition. So Oren, he started off with three straight wins, and then he went triple tiebreaker to beat a kid. And in that triple tiebreaker, unfortunately, he came up on a two-to-one short end. So it was really unfortunate. And then he came back to the consolation bracket, won two matches in a row, and then he lost his fifth-place match to a kid from Castile High School by a score of 10 to 5. So Oren took sixth. Still not a bad performance considering the quality of wrestling there. Ed Tingle, the other state champion from Wilcox, he placed fifth at 215. He won his first two rounds, and then he faced a kid. 
in the quarterfinals that he lost to, and he was actually got pinned by this kid in 113. So Ed drops down to the consolation, and he goes in and he wins two matches in a row, and then he gets back to the consolation semifinals, and he pins that kid, and he comes back to the fifth place match to wrestle for fifth place, and who's there? The kid that pinned him earlier in the mm -hmm. tournament. He got him this time, and he actually pinned him this time in a time of 2.54. So talk about redemption. So Abby Tingle and Ed Tingle, you know, wrestling family did well for Wilcox. They did Wilcox proud. But it was a great weekend of wrestling, and all the Coaches County teams are back in action today at various dual meets around the county. Bisbee's hosting a meet. Douglas is at a meet. Wilcox is hosting multiple meet today in Wilcox. And Buena's going, I want to say they're going to Phoenix, but they're all going to go back to Tucson this weekend for the South Point Invitational, which will be fun to talk about here next week. So, Monday, Martin Luther King Day. Well, the Martin Luther King Classic was taking place at McHale Center in Tucson, and Cochise County had two teams that were there, the St. David Girls and the Benson Boys. And we were kind of intrigued because we had a one-versus-eight showdown with the St. David Girls being the number one team in the state and Bob Akivery being the number eight girls. St. David jumped out to a 22-2 first quarter lead, and it was over. They won by a score of 55-24, 19-1. Big win for the Lady Tigers. Benson, unfortunately, they led at halftime, and the second half did not make the adjustments that Desert Christian did, and they ended up losing 53-39 to the Eagles. But just think about the experience for both of these teams. Both coaches said afterwards this is the first time they'd ever played at McHale. The photographer that we sent loved it because, of course, professional lighting, he got some amazing shots that are in the Herald Review and also in the paper today in, in the Wednesday edition of the Herald. A lot of fun to see these kids, and just think of the memories, Mayla Trejo and, and uh, the Hawkins girls, the sisters, all having playing on McHale Court with the big old U of A logo, and the media coverage that was there. I mean, the Tucson papers were there, the Tucson websites were there, the TV stations were there. And so to see our kids get some exposure on the state stage was, was impressive. But we also had a busy Tuesday night, didn't we? Oh, my goodness, man. A lot of games, Jeff. The Buena boys were in Nogales for boys basketball last night. They prevailed 68-60. to They are currently tied with Cienega for first place in the 5A Sonoran region. The Colts are at Desert View on Wednesday today, and then they're going to be at Saguaro on Friday. And they won't be back home now until January 22nd when they host Desert View. So while the boys were playing at Nogales, the Wayne and girls hosted Nogales, and they fell to the Apaches last night 30 points by a score of 62-32. I didn't see much of that game. I was busy watching other games, but I understand what was your, you were there. Share with me some takeaways from that game, if you would, please. So the Buena Nogales girls game was a tale of four quarters. The first quarter, Buena was down by nine ended up going on a 9-3 run at the end of the first quarter to be able to bring it within two. And then in the second quarter, Nogales just put the pedal to the metal, and they never looked back. I guess the Apaches had two or three girls that scored majority, about 70% 70, 70 of their points. Yes. Buena just had a hard time containing them. So it's unfortunate for the Lady, lady Colts right now. Uh, they're not doing well in the standings, and they've got a, they've got a long road to even try to make the postseason. But while that was going on, Douglas was in Tucson last night playing Micah Mountain in a battle for second place. And we weren't there because it wasn't Tucson, but looking at the final score, it sounds like it was a heck of a game. Douglas prevailed 54-50. to 50. 
the Douglas Lady Bulldogs are 19 and 4 on the season. They're going to go for their 20th win on Thursday at home against Amphi. Yes, I will be there. And that tip-off's at 7 p.m. at Douglas High School. They are currently second in the region right now behind Rio Rico, who beat Douglas last week in Douglas, 62 to 48. And last week's show, I was talking about how it was raining threes against Sarita. Well, it rained threes again against Rio Rico. Only this time, Douglas's shooting woes were outrageously low because those threes they were putting up were not anywhere close to going in. And so their shooting percentage came way down. And again, it was a good first quarter, but then the second quarter and third quarter, Rio Rico just pulled away. And then the fourth quarter, it was just cruise control. So uh, they bounced back with a big win over Micah last night on Tuesday night. Rio Rico, Douglas, and Micah right now battling for first, second, and third. Amphi's in fourth. So they can't even take away anything from Amphi's coming in on Thursday because this is going to be a competitive game. And again, he who gets hot wins. And if Amphi starts hitting some threes, watch out. So while that was going on, uh, the Tombstone girls beat Bisbee last night, 59-41. The Marinci girls beat Wilcox on Tuesday night, 60-47. The Marinci boys beat Wilcox, 68-37. The Benson boys and Benson girls were victorious over Santa Rita with the, with the boys winning 53-35, while the girls won 62-24. The Valley Indian girls, they're getting hot right now. They knocked off Patagonia last night, 48-38. They won their earlier meeting in Valley Union back in December, 30-27. to 27. So this gives them a season sweep over Patagonia. Whereas the boys, they won their earlier game in Elfrida over Patagonia, 54-44. But they fell Tuesday night, 44-31 at Patagonia. So now they got the season sweep. The Blue Devils have their work cut out for them. The rankings are coming out. We're going to review, talk about that in just a second here. And where these teams must get to to qualify for postseason. The Bisbee boys, man, they look tough right now. They blew out Tombstone last night, Tuesday night, 85-50. to 50. The Micah Mountain boys beat Douglas last night in Douglas, 74-53. Buena girls soccer shut out Nogales, 7-0. The Colt girls are currently tied with Cienega for first place. Buena's girls will be at Desert View on January 18th, and then will host Cienega on January 22nd at 6 p.m. at Buena. Should be an exciting match. We invite the fans to come out. The Buena boys were in Nogales last night for soccer, and they succumbed to the Apaches by a score of 3-2. to two. Douglas had the daunting task of going to Sunnyside, playing the Blue Devils, the number one 6A team in the state. It was only 6-0. So it didn't go mercy clock on them. So the hats off to the Bulldogs for at least putting up a fight and, and staying, making them play the full 80 minutes compared to being stopped early. So, anyways, we were talking before, the state rankings came out, and in the 5A boys basketball, there's 47 teams, uh, Desert Mountain's number one, Notre Dame Prep is number two. Now, these rankings are as of Tuesday, folks. Uh, Phoenix Ironwood is number three, Buena's number 19, and in the 5A, you're going to have the top 24 going to state with one through nine getting the buy, or one through eight getting the buy, nine through 24, and the state playing tournament begins February 16th at the high seed. So Buena has to get into the top 16 to host that first-round game starting on the 16th. So we'll see what happens with them. And the two-way boys, 45 teams, uh, Santan Charter, number one, Arizona Lutheran, number two, Pima, number three, Bisbee's 11, Benson, 20, Wilcox, 27, Tombstone, 32. And again, top 24 go to state. Their state playing tournament begins February 9th. Uh, the 1A basketball is a little bit different. There's 42 teams in here. The Gregory School that I saw play against Bisbee back earlier in the year, 
They're still undefeated. They're 12-0, rolling through the ranks. They're number one in the state. No surprise. And But, again, it's a private school, too. North Valley Christians, number two. Desert Christian, number three. St. David's, 18. And Valley is 25th. And this 1A tournament, is just the top 16 get the state. So St. David and Valley have some serious work to do. And Valley's lost to Patagonia on Tuesday night. It's not going to help them. 5A girls basketball, 47 teams. Williams Field, number one. Canyon View, number two. Notre Dame Prep, number three. Buenos, 33rd. And again, top 24 get to go into the state tournament. Buenos got some work to do. 4A girls, 50 teams. Seton Catholic, number one. South Point Catholic, number two. Mesquite, number three. Douglas is currently ranked 12th in the state right now. Top 24 go to state. So Douglas could very well end up hosting a first-round state play-in game. And those will begin on February 15th, but they still got five games to go in the regular season. 2A, 45 girls, I mean 45 girls teams playing are in the in the uh, 2A region. Uh, San Carlos number one, Phoenix Country Day number two, Pima number three, Wilcox 19, Benson 20, Tombstone 21, and Bisbee 32nd. So right now, if state were to be held today, Wilcox, Benson, and Tombstone would qualify for state. Again, top 24 get in. State for that tournament begins on February 8th. So we're just talking weeks left. I'm going to throw a curve at you here in just a few minutes, so just hang tight. Okay. Because, I mean, you talk about how fast the season goes. Um, in the 1A girls basketball, 42 teams. St. David, no surprise, number one. Dominant, number one. Joe City, number two. Fort Thomas, number three. And again, top 16 go to state. 5A boys soccer, 47 teams. Phoenix Ironwood, number one. Lake Havasu, number two, Camp Verde, number three. Buena's 18th right now. Top 24 go to state. So if state were held today, Buena would qualify for the state playing tournament, but would be on the road. 5A girls soccer, 46 teams in the in the, uh, the rankings. Scottsdale Chaparral, number one. Notre Dame Prep, number two. Cactus Shadows, number three. And again, the Buena girls also 18th in the state. And much like the boys, top 24 go to state. And their state playing begins on the same day of February 8th as the boys. So it's possible right now Buena Colts soccer could send boys and girls to the state play-in tournament. 4A girls soccer, Prescott number one, Flagstaff number two, Arizona College Prep number three. Douglas right now is currently right on the bubble at 24th. Uh, top 24 get into state play-in tournament. State play-ins begin on February 8th. Douglas has two big matches coming up. Uh, they're going to be at home on Wednesday against Choya, I believe it is. And then that Friday, they're hosting Sunnyside in a makeup game from the freezing night we had in Douglas. As I mentioned before, uh, Bisbee knocked off Tombstone in basketball Tuesday night. And we talked last week about how their gym had been damaged. So the game is over. And within minutes, I get the score sheets from the Bisbee coach, followed by a text from the Bisbee principal. And here's a new format for the Bisbee basketball schedule because of what's happening with the gym not being playable right now for the Pumas. Bisbee's going to host a basketball game on Monday, January 22nd. That game, Jeff, is taking place at Cochise College. The JV will play at 4, girls will play at 5.30, and the boys will play at 7. So they're going to host St. Augustine Monday, January 22nd at Cochise College. And then they're going to come back on Friday, January 26th and host Wilcox again at Cochise College Game times will be 2.30 for the JV1, 4 for JV2, 
5.30 for the girls and 7 p.m. for the boys. And because it is at Coaches College, even though there's still two games after this, Bisbee's going to make Wilcox its senior night. And they're going to recognize the seniors at Coaches College. So we got two games at Coaches College next week for the Pumas, the 22nd and the 26th against Wilcox. Uh, really exciting time for these kids to be able to go and play on the collegiate court. And then after that, they're going to come back on Monday, January 29th and play Santa Rita. And those games will be moved back to the Naco School where they were going to be scheduled to begin with. Uh, smaller court, smaller facility. And then they're going to close out the regular season February 1st versus Marinci at Naco. But I'm glad to hear that Coaches College and Bisbee was able to come together and at least give these kids the opportunity to use the college facilities. And again, when Douglas played Safford at Coaches College a few weeks ago, I was surprised by the turnout. The Coaches College fans showed up. So we know pretty well that the players will be there, the fans will be there, the students will be there to cheer on the teams. Very exciting time. Okay, we're talking about how fast the season's going. Are you ready for track? <laughs> Are you ready for baseball? It's here. I can't believe it. Track begins this week. Wow. Pima College kicks off its track season Friday and Saturday with the Pima College Aztec Indoor Invitational at the Pima Community College West Campus. Maylee Thompson of Wilcox and David Tessel of Benson are Cochise County's lone representatives on the team. We will be following their progress closely and um, hopefully have a story on them coming up here in the uh, coming next week. Um, and then on Tuesday, I ventured out to Coaches College. Baseball is underway, and uh, they kick off their season next weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of next week. Those games will be played. I can't recall who they're playing, but when I went out there yesterday, it was fun feeling the feel of baseball again. So we're going to be having a big old feature in the preview write-up coming up here on the team. But we're in the basketball. We're in the track, Jeff, and... You know, we're going to have that Baseball's getting warmed up. Oh, my goodness, man. It's, yeah, it's, and track is underway, too. And then all high school sports, they kick off their official high school athletic season here in the coming weeks. Uh, I think the first week in February is when they officially kick off. And so we'll see what happens from there. I want to end today's show by recognizing our athlete of the week this week. Uh, This is a young man that I saw him play several weeks ago and was extremely impressed with him. So when he went to Tucson, we had our freelancer, Alan Dale, sit down with him, and he actually got us a really nice story. And I'm talking about Kevin Tran of the Buena Colts. He's my best of preps athlete of the week. Soccer player. Very good soccer player, collegiate potential. And so we're anxious to see what this kid can do. He's making the most of his senior season. I was really impressed with him that night in the win over the Bulldogs. He was all over the field, literally all over the field. I'm glad we were able to get him recognized so – his story can be read in the Wednesday edition of the Herald Review and can also be found online at myheraldreview.com. So, buenos, Kevin Tran. He's our senior Best of Preps Player of the Week this week, Jeff, and uh, very deserving honor for this young man. Awesome. Well, congratulations to Kevin Tran. That is fantastic. Bruce, any picks for Game of the Week this week? No, I don't really because I haven't really looked at the schedule that closely here. And If I had to pick one, I would say probably Douglas's win. or Doug, Well, I'm hoping for a Douglas win over Amphi Thursday night. I'd really like to see them get that 20th win. Yeah, uh, We're going to be there exclusively, and then I'll be talking to some of the players. 
but I had to laugh because when Douglas lost to Rio Rico last Thursday in Douglas, uh, the tears that I saw from the Douglas kids, they put so much into it, and it was such an emotional that there was there was some serious tears, and nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to talk to me, and so hopefully they'll have better success Thursday night. So I'm going to hopefully pick Douglas prevailing over Amphi. So if I had to pick a game of the week, that would be it. And watch it very closely, too, the Buena Boys basketball team. Uh, two big games this week. You know, they're going to be at Tucson Saguaro on Friday. They're going to be at Desert View tonight, the night we're taping the show on Wednesday. These Colts, Dennis Baker's doing a heck of a job with this team, Jeff. Yeah, the kids are fun to watch. Oh, I'm sure they are. And we can't forget the St. David girls, man. I mean, Bisbee boys. I mean, we've got so much talent. Again, this season has not been dull, to say the least. It's been very enjoyable, very entertaining, and a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, we're going to be there do best, doing the best we can to make sure we get everything posted online as quick as we can. Cochise is going to be in action on Saturday for men's, men's and women's basketball. They're going to be at Glendale. We're not going to make the trip, but we'll be waiting for the stats to trickle in, and then we'll just take it from there and get the information out to the readers as soon as we can. But South Point Invitational Wrestling this weekend – Buena's going to be there. Tombstone's going to be there. Wilcox is going to be there. Douglas is going to be there. And this is the last big multiple for these teams before sectionals. And sectionals is in two weeks, too. Next week will be kind of a dual meet mop up. And then they go to sectionals. And the top four in each weight class go to state and states the following weekend in Phoenix in the Arizona Memorial Coliseum, I think it is. But I'm ready for some baseball next weekend. I just hope the weather cooperates. I'm anxious to see you know, how Cochise does, and they just missed the postseason playoffs last year, so we'll see what happens this weekend or next weekend. But we'll talk more about Cochise baseball on next week's show, Jeff. Can't wait for that, and we know you'll have your eye on everything Cochise County Sports in the Herald Review Media in print, online at myheraldreview.com, and on the Herald Review Media social media channels. With so many games going on all across Cochise County, as always, we encourage you that if you're able to go and see one of these games that we talked about on today's episode, please know that it means the world to these young student-athletes to have their community support. From the Cochise Broadcasting Studios of KKYZ 101.7 FM, the oldie station in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and on behalf of Bruce Wetton, the Herald Review Media Sports Editor, my name is Jeff Davenport, and I'm wishing you a wonderful rest of your day. And now we'll send it back for the rest of today's Daily Chirp. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 92. Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. This Friday, get ready for a little magic. Magic the gathering, that is. Rising Sun Games will be hosting a tournament this Friday evening from 6 until 10 p.m. where players of all skills can match wits and decks to see who comes out on top. All levels are welcome, and for particulars and special rules, give them a call at 520-263-4581. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Lori Brooks. Lori was born in 1953 in the Panama Canal Zone and went on to lead an adventurous life. 
She was a longtime resident of Sierra Vista and an alumni of Buena High School. There, she grew up, found her one true love, Charlie, and raised her family. Lori was a loving and caring individual who lived for her children and loved them with all her heart, often making personal sacrifices for their benefit. She was also an animal lover and an avid fan of the Dallas Cowboys, the Boys, and Chicago Cubs. She was a true fan through the end. Lori is survived by her children, five grandchildren, and one great-granddaughter. She was preceded in death by her husband, Charlie. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Lori's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.